Welcome to the JetRails podcast, supporting you through the airwaves with information about website and e-commerce technology and strategies. From design and development to security, marketing, conversion rate optimization, and web hosting, we bring you insights from industry leaders and experts. Hosted, edited, and published by me, Robert Rand, your friendly neighborhood tech ambassador. Hi, and welcome to an episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert, your host, and today we're going to be talking about MageChat and how the Magento community is getting together and communicating in new places and uh, evolution that, that's been happening. Uh, you know, uh, certainly a lot of vibrant conversations happening online. And with that in mind, I've got Kaylin Jordan with us today. Um, you know, Kaylin, before we, we dive in on MageChat, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been in the Magento community for, uh, I get, I want to say 10 ish years, something like that. Got in as a, a developer and, um, and then, um, I did development for a number of years and was doing some open source. And then I built, um, my first kind of business. Uh, well, yeah, my first kind of product business, which was an email uh, marketing software. And then I had a little acquisition of that a few years later. Uh, so that, that was Mage Mail back in the Mage day. Mage Mail, yep, back in the day. And then um, I did, uh, what did I do? And then I did Commerce. Uh, oh, and then the, it started the podcast, Mage Talk podcast, uh, um, seven or so years ago as well. And then um, did that with Philip Jackson for a number of years. And then um, so mainly uh, I, I'm going to point out, you just like coming up with businesses that you can put mage in front of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it's been good to thing, you, man. It's been good. It's worked. The aim broke. Don't fix it. You know, there was kind of that trend in the Magento community. And uh, and then people started diversifying away. So like when I did Commerce Hero, Commerce, uh, Commerce Hero, um, I purposefully went away from the mage thing and into the commerce thing. And, uh, and actually the, 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 the Slack mage chat, I started actually seven years ago as a, just a free Slack. And, uh, and so that, that was hence the, the mage naming there. And so, uh, when I, when I recently turned it into a, a paid thing and built kind of a business model around it, I was thinking about maybe rebranding it, but I said, you know what, I'm going to just stick with that name kind of a little bit for nostalgia purposes, even though they're there we are broadening out beyond some magento stuff in there as well although the core of it is very magento centric um but i just thought let's just stick with the name it's it's there and i and i i kind of like the nostalgia of it you know so about and around when did you first start that slack group it was like seven years ago i i, I had lost track and i looked it up um recently and uh it was like seven years ago and it was just, I said, hey, you know, I think this is around the time Slack was starting to get more popular. Um, and I said, hey, let me just create this free thing. And and then I just would start inviting people in and got up to 500, 600 members or so. And, um, and uh, it, yeah, it was just a place to kind of chat with, you know, people I'd met at conferences, people I knew online and, and things like that. Um, and uh, Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and you know, and, and now it's, would you say it's your primary focus at the moment? Yeah, big time. Yeah. So what happened is that a few months, I guess two months ago now, so Commerce Hero I've been doing for um, like six years and uh, the last like three or so, um, 
So Commerce Hero started out as a hiring platform. Initially, it was going to be like an Upwork for Magento, and then it kind of pivoted more into the full-time hiring slash recruiting side of things. I went to the dark side, but 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 I but I but but I there was some little there's some a lot of weird gray areas in recruiting, and I feel like I I was comfortable with all the decisions I made. A lot of I think you know a lot of us no recruiters that we may not have great opinions of and i struggle and i so anyways i i i feel good about it but at the same time i'm happy so i woke up one day and i said i got to do something else and i just decided to ramp it down um so i still have some contracts that are that are paying out and stuff like that and cover, uh, paying the bills as i ramp up um made chat but i basically woke up two months ago and i said i, I got to do something else i because for the the past three years or so, I was just going phone, just going through the motions, and my heart wasn't really in it, kind of a deal. And so, um, so yeah. So once I decided to do that, I was trying to figure out what to do next. And this this uh, paid community thing is something I had been kicking around for a while, um, but I never had a, a real good excuse to really focus on it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I, I started doing that and now, now I'm just 150% all day, every day focused on, on it. And, um, and so it's been, it's been kind of fun. I want to dig in on that a little bit because I'll see seven years later, there, there are Slack groups for the Magento Association, Magento Community Engineering, or I think it's been renamed Magento Open Source. Um, there's, you know, an active Slack group for Whova, you know, there are, there are lots of different places that people in the community can converge in Slack. Yeah. What what gave you that drive? You know, as I mean, obviously yeah. you're a serial entrepreneur. You know, so you you had this gut feeling that now was the time to really unleash this. And for what it's worth, to invite people like me in finally. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say, I have to, I have to say, part of the reason I never added you sooner. I can't remember when we first met in new york uh but it was probably a 18 19 i don't know but what happened with the slack is i started seven years ago i was real active with it for several years and it was real active and then what happened is i kind of ghosted on it for like three years i just i was i wasn't even approving new invite requests i wasn't reading anything I was kind of just unplugged and, and, and really the last, I don't know, whatever it is, two, three years, like I said, I was not, my heart wasn't totally in commerce here. I was going through the motions. I was uh, pulling back from a lot of community stuff in general events, COVID happened, but, but this was before, I can't really blame co- this on COVID, but <laughs> this was before COVID. And then, and so, um, so, so, so that's one of the reasons I probably would have added you a lot sooner, but I wasn't actively really moderating it um at that uh for the last was chunk of years yeah. yeah it was dormant and and this ties into your other question which is i really thought this slack was going to completely die because there's so many different slacks i was not managing it whatsoever uh one of the guys that had been pretty active in there created a discord um uh kind of uh as as the slack was sort of dissipating created Discord and was managing that more actively. And Discord has been picking up steam. This Discord has some uh, pretty cool features. Um, namely, you get the full text search right out of the box, which is the big thing you don't get with Slack. So anyways, then, um, you, you know, what happened is my friend Peter Yap 
um, uh, had pinged me and he said, hey, I want to invite some people. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just make you the admin of this. This was before I decided to build a business model. This was four five months ago. And then I did that. And then he, and then he pinged me and he goes, hey, um, maybe we should make this paid so we can get the search history feature. And so that was one data point. And I think that was before I decided to close down Commerce Hero. And so then, um, anyways, so then uh, as I started looking at it, I went, um, all right, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me go ahead and do this. And so then, but, but the thing that was surprising to me was that there was this group of, I don't know, maybe 30, maybe like active contributors, like 10 or 15. And then there's been some sleepers that have been that, that are in the Slack, but they mostly read stuff. So anywhere from, I don't know, 10 to 60, 70 that had stuck around in the Slack and I go, and that was really surprising to me. Um, and so I think that what was there is that because of the way I kind of curated the group, because it wasn't open to the whole floodgates, there was this, um, you know, group of people that enjoyed, you know, staying connected with each other. And um, sorry, I'm monologuing so much. Um, feel, no, <laughs> feel it's interesting. Jump in. But, uh, but so basically, I think the differentiation is that it's something that um, is, um, you know, smaller, you know, so it's, um, it's, it's private. You know, I think a lot of your slacks are more, um, anybody can join them. And of course, there's downsides to that, right? There's upsides to being able to have a wide tent that everybody can join. And I, and, and, and I am talking with some people about some of the uh, tensions around inclusivity and stuff I'm trying to work through. Um, but I think the benefit is that because it's a, a, a smaller group, of people that are a bit more senior in the ecosystem and that they can really solve kind of higher level problems with each other, whether, whether it's technical stuff. Traditionally, it was mostly develop, Magento developers, but I'm broadening out to more businessy type stuff. There's solutions, architects, channels. I, I create a channel that's only for merchant side people. Um, so they can um, just, they can talk without, you know, being pitched constantly by agencies and vendors. Um, so there's that, you know, there's, um, lots, oh, there's an agency owners channel, um, which, you know, somebody had just suggested and I went, okay, cool. I created the channel and there's like 25 people. And then there's some really cool conversation has been happening in there. And then we start, we did a, a we did a meeting, a, a video meeting. We're probably gonna do those regularly. And people have been sharing really transparently about how they're operating their businesses, profit margins, how they structure teams, how they hire. So it's just been organically kind of uh, developing uh, as I'm just obsessively spending all day on it and kind of listening to what people are looking for and and trying to kind of adjust. So <laughs> I don't know if that answers. I, the I think it does. Um, well, look, yeah. I, so when you know after you and I had, had chatted and you spun up a partnership channel in there, and you know I, I hope to see more partnership friends collaborating there that. I, my personal perspective has been that the Magento community hasn't had quite the same uh, space to connect and collaborate and communicate that, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of things have been out there, but a lot of them kind of like the way that you described this, that they became more dormant or, or less active. Yeah. That didn't mean yeah. that there wasn't a need, but yeah. the Magento community forums are, you know, aren't very active anymore. Um, yeah. but there are still all of these, you know, just the same way that we saw at meet Magento, New York, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of great 
you know, members of the community that wanted to connect and come together with right. purpose and, and collaborate. And so having more of that, that day-to-day place to do it. Yeah. I can see how that, that could be valuable. I, and I think starting from the developers and those that are really immersed in the platform itself, you know, day in and day out, that's a really central place to be. But I've been seeing communications happening that I haven't been seeing elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's and the interesting th- thing. I've heard that as well. I think there's some valuable conversations happening, technical and otherwise. A couple of people told me that with the security patch thing that happened recently, they first, and I didn't even quite realize this until after the fact, like I sort of saw the conversations happening, but I assumed they were happening elsewhere. But a couple of people told me that they went right to Mage Chat and they were able to find some real specific information that they didn't find elsewhere on the patches. Um, I thought that was uh, super cool. Um, and um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm sort of going to throw everything at the, at the wall and see what sticks phase, like the partnership things sounded cool. I'm, I want to try to figure out how to build out more traction in that channel. Um, and each of these, each of these different channels is like a separate project for me. I try to, I kind of try to figure out how to build activity and engagement and traction. And then I also started like, um, through the website, I started different, uh, things like I threw together this idea of a partner program, you know, where there's vendors like hosting providers or extension vendors. And, and one of the common threads I heard was that like existing Slack users would sort of provide sort of higher touch, higher level support to some of the agency contacts or particular customers that they really want to have closer relationships with. Um, And so, you know, you want most of your stuff to go through a standard support ticketing flow, but maybe, you know, for a tech lead at an agency, you want to have a little bit of a direct line. Um, and, and a lot of companies already have ways to handle this, but um, that ended up being one of the, the benefits that I tried to work on kind of formalizing as a way to, to create some value there. Oh, Amnesty, I have to say, man, I have to say that the Amnesty thing, you know, you had done the, the JetRails Amnesty thing. Willem had done uh, the uh, integrations with Amnesty. And a lot of people have a lot of critiques around Amnesty. I see that a lot. And I said, hey, man, instead of just, you know, people ranting endlessly and seeing the kind of lead you guys had taken in building some bridges there, I reached out. I talked to the CEO, Sergey. I, I, I said, I, I think he understands a lot of the negative sentiment that exists and is open to really addressing it. So I said, cool, why don't, why don't you come in? He came in. And he was getting left and right, man, people throwing different issues at him with extension issues. Um, and he was addressing them really effectively, I felt, and, and getting to the root cause of some support uh, policy issues and some one particular agency owner who was super unhappy with his support experience got to where he was, he was happy about the situation. Um, and you know, he's gotten, Sergey's gotten into some details. They have 200 extensions. They have different quality metrics across different ones, and they're making a lot of improvements. A lot of the horror stories of the past are things that have already been addressed and have already been improved performance wise, otherwise. And so that was a cool thing for me to see that I feel like it's beneficial to the ecosystem as a whole, to Amnesty and also to the people who need to use Amnesty extensions, want to use Amnesty extensions for whatever reason, 
it was like it was able i feel like there there was a little bit of a bridge building there and i want to just sort of and then headworks joined as well there hasn't really been a lot of um activity around headworks extensions but um alex uh popped in galso which was which was neat to see and um sure. so anyways that's i'm just i'm trying to you know yeah no there, there's a lot there i mean look you know the the latest magento security patches when adobe released patches for you know the latest versions of 244 and 245 and left people in the dark on what earlier versions of magento were also susceptible and you know didn't promise patches for those initially and so on and so forth that there was a you know there was a lot going on in the community to figure out how to address all that um and of course you know there was pressure and and things got uh, got addressed by adobe and yeah. Um, and, there, you know, there's there's a lot that I could unpack there, but seeing people be able to communicate as a group within Mage Chat and share information about what they were seeing and community patches and other things happening, I thought was was particularly yeah. effective. But the same way that people coming together and being able to say, look, you know, that they don't work with Amnesty because years ago something happened and, yep. you know, things things did happen. Um, but yep. You know, when when you and I had had chatted a, after seeing some of that, you know, it's like, but they have a CEO who's been there a few years, um, and who you know wasn't part of any of that, and yep. they've strategically continued to evolve as a company. And you know that, like, you know, over two hundred extensions, I cannot swear that you're not going to find a bug somewhere or a challenge right. somewhere. That right. that's kind of the nature of of the business. But if you're in it to, you know to have a healthy relationship and and to see things work well. I know a ton of merchants uh, and yeah, you know that that are using one Amnesty extension or another and you know you'd much rather see things go well and um, and see feedback go where it needs to go and seeing yeah. people come into the into mage chat like that and and jump into the fray, you know, and and participate. Yeah, and- what, what I really love is the ability to have, and this is one of the things that's challenging about public social media is that people, you know, people can just chime in and the conversation can get real nasty or ugly or whatever. And in a, in a, in a, in a context that's sort of more private and moderated, um, where like, I remember when the Amnesty thing came up in the Slack and then, um, and I remember tagging you on a conversation and I was just leaving to go out the door. And I remember being worried that it was going to come across as overly negative or critical. And then seeing how you responded really changed, shifted my thinking on the, the situation. You brought up some good points. And what I really I've enjoyed working with their team in, in recent yeah. years. And, you know, that doesn't take away from somebody's pain points and where I, I was talking with uh with someone um at meet magento new york who saw that we had a, a case study you know with amnesty at our table and immediately brought up a story that he had but then yeah. when he heard how things had evolved you know that it it turned into a really really great conversation yeah um, and i think that's part of what sometimes needs to happen is that you know we all get stuck informationally in some kind of a silo of a hundred percent, you know, that yeah. that's all that we know. And yep. that, you know, we'll, a lot of the time, if a company continues to persevere for years and years and continues to have, um, you know, some volume and things happening, there is often a reason for it. And it doesn't mean that they don't misstep somewhere that there aren't challenges or that they're perfect. Yeah. But I think that that that's a big part of it. 
Um, so, you know, looking forward, because, you know, I think we've tackled a little bit of what got us to this point and what's going on today. What are what's your roadmap look like? What what are you hoping to achieve in, I'll say, 2023 with Mage Chat? I'm up to like 110 paid seats. So I, I'm uh, roughly half of the way there to where I can say, okay, this is kind of minimally viable for myself to, to, to pay the bills and stuff like that. So that's the, that's, um, that's the main thing I'm, I'm um, trying to get towards um, with the next stages. Um, I think that, um, you know, I'm not a gigantic planner, I will say. <laughs> so I don't have real specific plans for 2023. I think that what I tend to do is kind of respond to um, the, the the feedback I get from people. And I kind of have a way of uh, just kind of a gut feel of like listening. You know, sometimes it's tricky to know who to listen to, right? Like some people, you know, even going back to the Amnesty thing, right? Like some people, I'm never going to use Amnesty. I don't want to hear about that. And you have to, you have to hear that and go like, okay, well, do I, you know, what about this? What do I listen to over here? Um, and so there's been lots of different stuff I've been doing. Actually, I created a, um, like a, I, a somebody mentioned they're interested in, um, trying to get their business acquired. They, they were, a, a, a an agency owner out in Europe. And I said, okay, cool. And, and that's something I've heard, um, in the past over the years. And every once in a while I'll do a, a, a social media post. Nothing's ever really ever come of it. I said, you know what, I'm going to just make a, a page on the site where people can, if they want to acquire something or if they want to you know, be listed as a, as an investor. Um, uh, so I threw that up on the site and I was able to get them a couple uh, of intros. Um, and then on the job side of things, um, I also, you know, which is what commerce here was about. I rolled a, a jobs, um, you know, there was a jobs channel in the Slack, um, forever. Um, but I rolled that into the website where you can post a job or you can post yourself as a candidate. You can do it anonymous if you want to, or public. Um, so it's funny because I've been taking a lot of the original commerce hero stuff and rolling it under um, Mage Chat, but with without the percentage fees like for Commerce Hero, which was the the business model there is like it's just community 12%. resource. You know, it's you want yeah. to be part of the community and uh, to, and come and everybody get what they need. Now, I I appreciate that, and that's I mean, look, the last few years, especially as there were fewer trade shows and other things, I found myself making more one-to-one introductions between people than, than I, ever before. And it helps people, you know, that they, they want to get connected. They want to find that opportunity to work together. And depending on whether, you know, somebody's hiring or looking, whether somebody's looking for a partner that does something, whether some, there, there's always some need out there uh, that, you know, as I'm out there talking to people, uh, you know, throughout the day, the week, the month, um, that I can often make those pairings. And I find that, you know, but yeah. being able to have a board where you can just come and see on a wider level from a wider, you know, swath of the community. It's great. Right. Um, no. Yeah. Know. Yeah. That's, that's exactly, I really enjoy making intros and that was, you know, so that funny is that's what got me into commerce hero initially was that I'd made a couple introductions organically and I went, you know, I kind of like this this is kind of my thing. And so I built a business model around it and that was great. But the constraint there is that 
you have to get, you know, the client or whoever to agree to pay that fee in order to make the intro. So then, um, you know, if I might have thought like, oh, you know, these people feel like they would be good for them to know each other. I can't just make the intro. I got to go, well, how do you feel about this pricing model? And then sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, and now it, it feels so good because I can just make these intros without having to think about, without having that, that extra um, piece in there. Um, and so it just feels like I'm able to contribute more overall value to the community and the ecosystem. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I just, I, I really enjoy that. You know, I enjoy making connections and, and stuff. So it's, it's kind of neat that it's, um, enabling me to, to focus on that more. Um, I can appreciate that. You know, I, I enjoy partnerships, so <laughs> uh, it's a labor of love. You're, uh, you I've said this before, man, you're very good at it. Like, uh, I remember like we were talking about, um, how, you know, you've been doing this now for several years, um, at Jetville, the podcast, the partnership stuff. And, and, uh, I, I think that you're doing an incredible job with it. Um, and watching from a bit of a distance and, you know, we've been in touch more closely recently, which has been fun, but, um, but yeah, man, you're, you're doing a really good job. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, impressive. A lot of the, a lot of hosting companies have gotten acquired and acquisitions can be complicated. <laughs> so, um, I think that I didn't necessarily, like, I think that seeing the trajectory of, of, um, seeing your trajectory over the last few years, I've been pretty impressed by where you're at now. And I think you've been a, a big part of that. I, I sincerely appreciate that. You know, some days, you know, you, like anybody else, just like you, you know, that you, you put your head into it and every now and then you've got to pop your head up and see what's going on. But perseverance, um, that, you know, for us, and I, you know, not going to get into, you know, the entire hosting landscape, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, that's a, that, that could be a whole other episode, right? But they, uh, the market has shifted, you know, that Magento has gone farther up market from the old Magento one days. Um, like you say, there have been acquisitions, there have been things happening, and it's really trying to keep up with, with the market. And there's still a really strong core in the Magento ecosystem and being able to make sure yeah. that, you know, that, that people know that, hey, um, whether it's with us or somebody else, I could introduce that people want to continue to work together and they want to solve problems and they want to support merchants and, and they want to work well together. And I, I said uh, uh, to someone recently, you know, that for me, one of the core challenges in the Magento ecosystem at large is that if a merchant can't get what they need in a reasonable fashion, like things can go wrong, right? But, you know, if, if you can't, get past that, then they become an, att an attrition statistic because they love the the platform and they love the manifest destiny and the capabilities and, you know, all the features and all the, all, all the great things about it, but it's a more technical uh, lift. And so either you've got the right people standing side by side with you to make that happen, the right developers, the right hosts, et cetera, mm -hmm. or it's painful. Um, and so from where I sit, it's really just about making sure that people are paired up with the right providers. Um, and that's, you know, I, I'd love to say it's going to be JetRails 100% of the time. I'll just go with 99% and I'll be, <laughs> you know, but 
cover your bases. But I, I, I think the same for a lot of cases, you know, that we see people outgrow uh, a dev resource or, you know, or go through other uh, growing pains. Lots of things happen in, in the market. Um, but, you know, before we, uh, you know, we, we wrap it up completely, I do have to ask you to tell people how they can get involved because we've been talking about Mage Chat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what should their next steps be if they want to check it out and see if it's for them? Yeah, I appreciate that. So the website is magechat.club and you can go there and, and check it out and you can subscribe um, there. Um, and uh, yeah, and then that's, that's, that's the basic process. Um, I, I, you know, there's kind of a vetting process. I just kind of want to make sure I'll, I'll review, you know, who, who you are and, um, and make sure, you know, you know, I basically just want to, you know, avoid, you know, if somebody is real salesy and they want to come in there and just, you know, pitch their stuff left and right, obviously that would, that would, um, you know, kind of kill the vibe. So it's just those types of things I want to, um, uh, uh, prevent from seeping in to just kind of maintain a culture of where people are, you know, it's just a group of, you know, smart people that, you know, are, um, that are working to solve problems in the space and that are, are, you know, interested in learning and contributing and, um, and stuff, but, you know, not, you know what I mean? Like not being overly aggressive sales, selling or pitching or, so I shouldn't so have that's... been messaging all the members and, and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, so, yeah, no, I, I got, all right. Yeah, well, no, that... no, I, honestly, was... I don't, to my memory, I've been in there a few months now and sometimes a little more passively, but, uh, I don't think that I've gotten that kind of like sales outreach. I have been able to Good. connect with some great people. Um, but it's been in a much more targeted way because of, you know, something that was coming up inside or outside of mage chat. And that's where, you know, when you said to me, Robert, you know, in terms of jet rails, like, you know, can we can we say that like people in Mage Chat are going to get some kind of additional, you know, escalation or resource or something? It's like, well, you know, if, if there are people in there that want to communicate, I want to be communicating with them. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, our support is I mean, we're a web host. It's 24 seven, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that. I don't expect them to to need me on a day to day basis, and if they're partners of JetRails and what have totally. you, they probably have some Slack uh, accounts with us or other things going on. But but at the same time, there's a lot of people that are dealing with a lot of other things, and that yeah, um, you know that we haven't gotten to that point with, and we want them to know that we're accessible yeah. to them. And to, I'm glad I'm so glad you brought that up because you know. Uh, you know, pre like pre sales and support sometimes go hand in hand and where exactly the line is between those is not always clear. Um, and I think of it a lot like a conference, like you go to a conference, right? You're going to see some people, maybe they're customers, right? You are going to get sometimes somebody is going to ask you about a support issue at a conference, right? And, and maybe it's a, and ideally it's a productive conversation, right? Because you go like, oh yeah, you know, here's how we could do that or here, whatever. And, you know, it, obviously if you had 10 people in a row asking you about something that they could have put a support ticket through, you're going to go, this is not a productive use of my time at a conference. Um, but there's that, that interplay between here's an existing customer. Here's a question. Maybe they have, here's some feedback, maybe on the support process. And at the same time, you know, here's somebody who's not a customer yet who has a question for us. And so by answering that question or whatever, 
You could say, well, this is extra support burden, but you could also say, you know, this is partnership building, it's relationship building, it's strengthening, or maybe you have an existing agency customer that's already a customer, but they go, oh, by the way, here's this other merchant I'd like to bring over to you and I have question X, Y, and Z. Um, so to me, the value there is that interplay, that combination of maybe some some support that makes sense for that channel as well as relationship building and 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 stuff like that. So I'm I think this is the first I've I've heard that you told me that you had some productive interactions with people on the well, I don't want you to think plan. it's working. I don't want I want you to keep working at this, right? You know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want this to go on autopilot, but no, I <laughs> I think even if they've been brief, that. even yeah. if it's just been like a validation of something, um yeah. it, it's been a good place to connect and look you know, just like other mediums for me. So meet Magento New York, I had people coming up to me um, and actually, you know, having conversations that have impacted our product, that have impacted how we work with some of those partners. And there were a couple of those, right? You know, where, but where somebody told us something about their experience with jet rails that we hadn't heard from them before. And we were like, well, we can solve for that. Like that's, you know, that's... Yep the opposite of insurmountable, right? You know, yep. you, we only know what people tell us. And yep. you assume that if one person is saying it, how many more feel the same way, whether they're voicing it or not. Yep. And so yep. you find those things like, oh, you know, could we make this little change in this operation or within the product here? Um, a lot of our product improvement comes from feedback from our partners because um, yep. they're often the most vocal because they're using our tools in mass, right? You know, so they, they see things happening at, at a scale and it's like, well, you know, why this or why that? I mean, you know, a while back we, we released our command line tool, JetRails CTL, where you could do things that you might've had to open a ticket for in the past. And oh, that's cool. you know, for the devs, it's lovely. Um, and we've yeah. gotten tremendous feedback and we continue to add more to that as we see, well, you know, there are things that people do want to go and we're, we're fully managed that they want to come to us for, um, but there are things that they want to be able to do on the fly and getting that kind of feedback from people. It's tremendous. So no, I, I love seeing people come together and, and all that. Well, Kalen, this was a lot of fun to dive in and, and hear what you're up to. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so, sounds like it's it. going to be an interesting ride in, in the coming months as you continue to build up steam, but I can say that from the conversations happening there, you've got some really active members in there. So, um, you know, if anybody wants to just check it out for themselves, don't take my word for it. I, I think that anyone would agree. Um, I, I do hang out um, and or at least, you know, check in on some of the other Magento Slack groups from time to time. And this is this is definitely, uh, a, you know, one of the the most active uh, that I've ever seen, bar none, nice. at any time. Uh, so that makes you me know, super. The people in there like being there. That's that's for sure. That they've found a community. I appreciate that, man. I think that uh, the uh, that's the other component of it too that I don't necessarily articulate, but I think you feel it when you're in there. Is that, that we like to have some fun and and um, and make it uh, a place where you know you can kind of be yourself a little bit. You know, you, know, you don't necessarily have to dot all your T's and uh, dot all your I's and cross all your T's with everything you say, like you would in a public context. And I try to, um, I think we try to have some some fun in there. 
Um, the other thing I, I should have mentioned when you're asking about kind of plans for the future is you know, I'm basically like two months in on this. And I, the main goal is for activity and engagement to just increase while keeping the same, um, uh, you know, while things not getting like overly noisy, kind of keeping that signal to noise ratio is, is, is the goal. So the fact that you're already seeing some good activity levels relative to other, other slacks and stuff is, is fantastic. And I basically want that to just increase, um, uh, in the next, you know, probably three to four to five months. And then I don't, you know, if I cap out at two, 300 members, that'll be cool. I don't necessarily want this to be a billion people because it'll get harder and harder to moderate that. Um, so that's, uh, anyway, I just, it occurred to me, I should have said that to, in to response to your, no, I, I'm going to hold it but. against you for the rest of our, our natural lives. That's all. No, <laughs> uh, Kellen, thank you so much for coming on and talking Thanks, about your sir. journey here. Um, absolutely a pleasure having you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, to our viewers and listeners, as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll have more great content like this for you soon. Thanks for listening to the JetRails podcast. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We also post full videos of most episodes on the JetRails YouTube and Facebook channels. You can find links at jetrails.com forward slash podcast. Have questions about an episode? Is there a topic you'd like us to cover in the future? We're at JetRails on LinkedIn and Twitter. Do you want to sponsor this podcast? Sorry, but we're committed to ad-free listening. We are, however, always looking for guests that our listeners will benefit from. And don't forget to like the podcast on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It's a small ask, but it's a big help. We appreciate it, and more importantly, we appreciate you.